literally this morning I saw on social media, uh, posted a graph and it was, uh, said the average homeowner. Now I don't have all the statistics. I don't know where she <laughs> yeah. got this from. I don't know anything other than I just saw the post. Mm-hmm. Right. But, um, the post was the average homeowner gains $180,000 in equity. The first five years they're in the home. Okay. Right. Yeah. The average renter in that same five years pays $150,000 in rent over that first five years. Welcome to the Rains Report with your host, Jason Rains. What's up, everybody? Jason Rains, your Casey Seller with Remax Lee Realtors, and I am here with another podcast slash YouTube video. You guys, the podcasts are now live. You can find them on all your major podcast networks. So just search The Rains Report. They're there. Every Friday, we're releasing uh, the podcast videos. And then also on YouTube, of course. So guys, make sure you subscribe, whether it's on YouTube or on the podcast. Just subscribe. Make sure to drop your questions, comments, whatever. We love interacting with you guys. So uh, let's get to it. Today is going to be story time. So got my guy Luke here. And uh, yeah, we're going to, I got a little story to share with him today and then just uh, see what he thinks and kind of go from there. So hit me. Mm -hmm. All right. So I have a, uh, someone I've kind of been talking to for several months about possibly buying, selling type situation. Right. And uh, met, met this person at an open house. Okay. Uh, It was probably back in the summertime. So it's already been like six months. Right. Yeah. And uh, had already sold a house in her neighborhood, not the open house I met her at, though, right? Uh, That was somewhere else. Yeah. And it's kind of one of those situations where they want the most they can get for their house. And in doing so, they think that they'll make more money selling it on their own. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. So never really advisable. Just there's no marketing, no professional photos say, so what's the theory behind i'm gonna make more money if i sell it on my own uh no commissions okay not not or not as much in commissions that's gotta be the main thing paid, huh? right yeah. um that's the main thing um probably looking at four i don't know somewhere around four hundred thousand four hundred fifty thousand dollars on the house right okay yeah now six months ago probably could have got 450 for it mm-hmm. right now probably more like I'd say probably list at four and a quarter and see what you can get, right? But it's just it's not as competitive right now, yeah, right? So yeah. you're not you're not getting multiple offers on every property and getting buyers to compete with one another and drive up that price, right? Yep. Not saying that the home value has dropped; it hasn't. It's just probably can't sell it for as much because it's not as competitive, right? Yeah. So, um, very specific criteria on on what's being looked for, and, and that's fine. Uh, actually have never showed them a property other than the open house that they showed up to. Yeah. Send them properties quite frequently when they come up. And uh, it was funny. Yesterday I sent one and I emailed it and I always follow it by text, right? Just yeah. to make sure because some people don't check their email very often yeah. or it goes to spam or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, hey, there's a house in this neighborhood. Like it's in the general area you're looking for. It's the size you're looking for. It's got the number of garages you're looking for. Mm-hmm. It's the price point you're looking for. Like, take a look right and uh they were like where's that neighborhood at so i just took a screenshot or whatever and sent them like from the maps maps or whatever and and sent it to them okay yeah taking a look now whatever and uh it was 
then it came back. The next text was, well, you know, with interest rates the way they are right now, we're really just looking at like these two specific neighborhoods, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, we haven't talked in, you know, two, three weeks. Interest rates actually earlier this week were down to 6%. I think they creeped back up a little bit. Okay. Um, yesterday it's like six and a quarter but they were at the beginning of the week down to six percent and i said well you know rates were down to six earlier this week and i know the listing agent uh personally know the listing agent i was like i can always ask if there's you know room for a a buy down and i Mm -hmm. explained the buy downs again i know we've kind of gone over that before but uh (laughs) you know if it's somebody's first time watching basically the the seller gives money to the buyer in an escrow account they don't actually give them the cash yeah, right that's yeah, yeah. that's illegal um, <laughs> but they put it in an escrow account and uh it buys down the interest rate for up to three years right uh-huh. so uh it's either a three two one buy down or a two one buy down and so it buys down the rate by three percent for the first year two percent the second year one percent the third year or two percent the first year one percent the second year depending okay. on which one that is yeah and then that last after that money's gone, it just goes up to the normal rate of mm-hmm. whatever it would have been the day they closed, right? Six, okay. six and a quarter, whatever yeah. it was, right? But, you know, on a three, two, one buy down, you're talking three and a quarter percent potentially mm-hmm. for the first year. That's really low, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. even even looking back at before rates jumped, like three and a quarter was a good interest rate, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, to that, it, the response was, well, we're just going to get we're going to lose out either on the buy side or the sell side, either one. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was like, no, totally understand. Let me, you know, let me know if you need to talk with the lender. Let's see what payments be like. You want to go see it. And there was no response after that. So the conversation just kind of died. I sent them another property today, actually in the neighborhood, one of the neighbors that they're looking for on the water, lower than the price point they Mm -hmm. want, but it needs updates. So we'll kind of see where that goes. But, you know, kind of to that, well, we're going to lose out one way or the other. I think that's always the case, right? Yeah. Like you're never, the only way I can think of to take advantage of a really strong selling market and then buy at a super good price point on the flip side Mm -hmm. is you'd buy when the market's really hot and then rent until the market drops and then buy in low. To sell when the market's hot, yeah. rent, and then buy in list. I mean, which you'd have to be lucky at forecasting whatever, or just the smartest or just, guy ever. We talked a little bit about this off cameras. Or just wait. Yeah. yeah just yeah. rent in, indefinitely until the market drops. But I, I still don't see the market actually dropping like mm-hmm. hardcore like it did back in 08 to 2011, right? Well, like, and if you wait too long, you're dumping money into a rental that's no equity. And then at a certain point, it yeah. just doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, right? I had a friend earlier this morning I saw on social media uh, posted a graph and it was uh, said the average homeowner. Now, I don't have all the statistics. I don't know where she <laughs> yeah. got this from. I don't know anything other than I just saw the post, mm-hmm. right? But um, the post was the average homeowner gains $180,000 in equity the first five years they're in the home, okay. right? Yeah. The average renter in that same five years pays $150,000 in rent over that. that first five years. Well, especially rental prices have gone way, way up. Stupid, yeah. stupid high, right? Yeah. Um, so you're looking at $180,000 in equity versus 
not only not having that, but losing mm-hmm. one hundred fifty thousand. That's like a three hundred thirty thousand dollars swing. Yeah, right there, right. So that's a lot. And post went on to say, you know, <clears throat> when is the best time to buy? Well, the best time was five years ago. Yeah. Second best time Always. is now, right? Yeah. And even with higher interest rates, you know, um, yes, they are higher. But what I told her is, you know, I think they'll probably be around 5% by the middle of next year. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe down to four and a half by the end of next year. Again, who knows? There's yeah. so much at play there. Who knows what's really going to happen? But I've read a lot of stuff that that's kind of what they're predicting. Mm-hmm. And even on those buy downs, you can refinance any time during that period, right? Okay. And a lot of the lenders right now are doing refinances, free refinances through like 2026, mm-hmm. right? So you do a three, two, and buy down, you're at three and a quarter, or even a two and buy down, you're at four and a quarter. Well, next year, if the rates drop to four and a half, just lock in at four and a half for the next 30 years. Yeah. You're not going to be there 30 years anyway, more than likely, right? But now, as interest rates go down, all the people that are on the sideline, like this person waiting for interest rates to drop, yeah. they're all going to flood back into the market. Yeah. And now we have competition again, like we had earlier in 2022 and mm-hmm. 2021. Yep. What's competition do? We just talked about it. It drives the prices back up. Yep. Right. So, so now, now you're, now you're competing with more people and now you're paying a higher price and a little bit higher interest and, and trying to time right to lock in something lower. But Mm -hmm. I don't, man, it's going to, I think it'll be a long time before I see rates back in the three percents. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it is, it's just, it's different than 2008. The market feels like it. If it's going to be a decline, it's not going to be a sharp decline right away. I don't even see decline. I think that I think that home values are going to increase still. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably more like five to eight percent okay. year over year versus the last two years that have been like twenty percent yeah. year over year, right? Yeah. Like just insane, insane increases. But even five to eight percent, mm-hmm. that's still a pretty solid return. Yeah. And I we mean, talked about too because they're looking to sell their house, right? Is, would that be the yeah? The, and they still gonna, need to sell their house, so they're right? going to sell their house in order to buy a new one. That's yeah. why everybody that we talked about this a little bit. People that think that that's risky to buy a house when the market could fluctuate. If you already own a house, you're selling and buying in the same market. So exactly, it, you're either going to sell high. Uh, let's go back to earlier in 2022. Mm-hmm. You're selling for for really really high. Yeah. But there's so much competition that you you also have to buy for really, really high. So it's a wash, right? Or the market goes down and you're like, oh, it's a great time to sell. There's not as much competition, so you can't drive the price up on your house. Now you're selling for lower and you buy for lower, but you sold for lower. So it's still a wash, right? Especially where we're at, like Kansas City to Kansas City. It would be a wash in the same market at the same time. Yeah. I mean, I have a... I have a client that just reached out um, earlier this week, actually, and I helped his mom sell a townhome um, in Lee Summit earlier in 2022. Mm-hmm. And he was like, hey, I'm thinking about moving to Texas. And he lives in Overland Park right now. Yeah. And he was like, I'm thinking about moving to Texas. Do you know anybody there? Like, I'm going to be in town this week, and I want to go see this specific property. So I got him set up with an agent in Texas. And it's literally almost a lateral move. Like, mm-hmm. he would... We would probably list for three seventy five here, 
it's worth probably anywhere from 366 on the average to 399 on the high end. Okay. So 375, knowing the location, yeah, knowing the condition of the house, I feel like you can still go a little bit higher than average. Yeah. But we don't want to – earlier in the year, we could have pushed probably 390. Yeah. listed like 390, yeah. right? Um, 385, 390, mm-hmm. something like that. And he would like 385, and I'm like, yeah. we should probably list for 375. Yeah. Like, yes, you don't have to sell your house to buy the other house, but – you also don't want to have two mortgages, right? No, He's like, not at all. I mean, I could do it for a year, yeah, but I don't want to do that, yeah. right? Um, and he, uh, it's like a suburb of Houston is where okay. he's looking at, uh, right on the water, three seventy five. Yeah, so literally, he's buying here or selling here and buying there, and it's it's just a wash. When I would say it's, it's even a lateral move, even if the house is $500,000, right? It's a lateral move. If you're moving from one market, that's a victim or benefiting from the yeah. market in general to a different market, that's still benefiting or a victim of the market yeah. in general. So no unless, matter what the price point is, unless the market going is up or down with everybody gone else. down really a yeah. lot somewhere else yeah. and you're selling here and, it, and it's still a or popular like, neighborhood. Yeah. Or if I mean, it's San Francisco it. in 1948 yeah. before the gold rush, like it would be, you'd have to move to a market that all of a sudden is booming yeah. or yeah. takes a downturn. Most people I feel like, are moving within the same city geographical like, area, yeah. right? Like yeah. they're just moving up, upgrading mm-hmm. houses, downsizing, mm-hmm. life events change, kids right. went off to college, maybe got divorced. Yeah. Maybe there was a death. Maybe they had kids. Yeah. I mean, those are they got married. Those are all the the big life events that usually well, indicate a, a real estate transaction, right? And what relocation which has probably, I, I mean, I guess I don't know the research on it, but there's got to be less of that now with people working from home. I think a little bit. This uh, this client specifically has worked from home ever since before COVID. Mm-hmm. He's like, I can literally work anywhere anywhere in the U.S. I want to. And I'm like, yeah. so why a suburb of Houston? Yeah. Right? That was my question. I was like, what's your motivating <laughs> factor for moving to Houston? And he was like, I don't know. I mean, I probably got less than 10 years left to work. And yeah. It's warmer weather down there than up here, and boy, that's true. The lifestyle, the the waters right there, and yeah. I can go sailing and mm-hmm. do anything I want to do. I was like, "Fair enough, man." Like this, this time of year, Houston sounds good. Fair enough, right? <laughs> yeah, it's what it's uh, like fifteen degrees outside right now. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's awesome. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so, but then you know, people do relocate too. I just uh, actually got a text on my way here today to to do this podcast uh youtube video and it was from a friend of mine in uh iowa okay remax agent up in iowa yeah so like hey i have a referral for you uh they're i'm meeting them here in about a month they're going to be moving here to iowa they need to sell there okay do you cover paola kansas and i was like i can do paola kansas right yeah um Especially, I mean, it's a little far for me, but it's they're selling, so I yeah. don't. It's not like I'm going every single day to show them houses, True. right? True. Like, less, there's less time involved. Yeah. Even if they were buying here in Payola, I have team members that live in in like Baser, so I would just have yeah. my team member in Baser help them in Payola. Yeah. A lot closer than coming from the Missouri side. That makes sense. Um, but she was like, okay, what they said was from what they say, it's about a five hundred thousand dollar farm. Cool. Can definitely help with that, right? Yeah. And they'll be moving 
up to Iowa. So mm-hmm. it's just, I mean, people do move in and out of the area, but yeah, I don't know. I think for the most part, it's just it's those qualifying yeah. life events that happen more often than mm-hmm. not. So, and I would say that's a lateral move anyway. Even if you're moving to Iowa, the market is pretty similar to depending on what, yeah, yeah. what metro area it yeah, is. Yeah, we're she's right on like the Iowa Illinois border. Okay, like, okay. Similar. Not exactly sure yeah. what the market's like there, but you know, yep. I'll help here however I can, and yeah, we'll go from there. Yeah. So yeah, you just don't know, but I, I think that you know, I was uh, telling you off camera, going back to kind of timing it right. We have some relatives that um sold in chicago back in 08 like right like i'm guessing like not months but like Mm -hmm. weeks if not days before the market just crashed back in 08 right and uh, like closing almost didn't happen like like it was september that close i don't know exactly i think it was was, yeah it was closing almost didn't happen that's Mm -hmm. how close it was right and but they closed top dollar Mm mm-hmm Suburb of Chicago, very nice house. Moved to Bolivar, Missouri. Hey, yo. Hey, right? <laughs> and rented for three years mm-hmm. in Bolivar. I mean, the market in Chicago to Bolivar, not equivalent, mm-hmm. right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and they rented for three years, just this little, little ranch house, no mm-hmm. basement, one floor. And then, uh, in 2011 i think it was 2011 moved to springfield bought this builder's house it was supposed to be his personal house he was literally getting ready to go bankrupt yep. and uh they they submitted such a low ball offer this is this is my relatives words here they submitted such a low ball offer that the agent didn't even want to write it up that's like a- she was like there's no way that builder's going to take that offer yeah it's not going to happen yeah. right and they're like write it up Desperate times. And he took the offer. Yeah. Because he literally, he had to get rid of the house, yeah. right? And so they, in that situation, they sold super high. Mm-hmm. They rented for three years. They bought super low. But how many people are really going to rent for two to three years waiting for that mm-hmm. possibility, right? I mean, people do it, but I don't feel like it's very often, right? Especially no. when you got kids. If you have kids involved. Right. And yeah. they're school age kids. Now you're maybe you have a bigger family. You got pets like mm-hmm. that can be really hard on rental. And like you said, rental rates are crazy yeah. high right now. Yeah. Well, and people do it. It's a guessing game. People yeah. do it all the time. People probably did it three years ago when yeah. you the market was going up so much that people thought nah, this can't be sustained. Yeah. And where are they now? Still renting, probably. Yeah. So and values even higher than they yeah. were. Three years ago, so you right? might have missed yeah. out if you thought that was the case. You might be in the same boat now. Yeah. You might be right. Who you never knows? know. Yeah, never. It could have worked out for him. Mm-hmm. But that's those why people. But it didn't. Yeah, <laughs> in this situation, right over yeah. the last three years. So, but that acknowledgement from somebody who would have to sell and buy in the same market, it just yeah. seems like it would be. Yeah, it's a wash anyway. So yeah, it's if you a really wash. Want to move again? My whole thing is, if you're thinking about it right now, yeah. But only on the fence because of interest rates. Mm-hmm. There's ways to get rates lower. Yeah, is it still a guessing game? Absolutely, because you're you're guessing that the rates are going to drop sometime in the next two to three years. Yeah, I think that's a pretty high high like likelihood that they'll drop sometime in the next mm-hmm. two to three years, where you could lock in a lower interest rate than it is today. Yeah, but it is a guessing game. But if you're wrong. 
you're already locked into a rate. Yeah. So it's not like it's a, it's not like it's a arm interest rate where mm -hmm. after three years, like or five years, it it really it goes higher than it was mm -hmm. today. Like yeah. we're talking getting lower and maxing out whatever it is at today. Yeah. Versus three to five years and it balloons up to even higher than you are yeah. at now, right? So when maybe the only difference is all things considered is that you're in the house you want to be in if you actually make the move instead of being in a downturn in the house that yeah maybe you were right that the market took a downturn yeah. but it doesn't really matter and you're not in the house you want to be yeah in. yeah you still want to move <laughs> right yeah. yeah so i yeah that to me is just it's a bit confusing i understand the the sentiment behind it i do too um but it's like if you're not in this industry yeah right it's almost sometimes hard to explain like yeah. i can explain it all day yeah. long and i feel like i'm explaining it correctly mm -hmm. but it's is there enough understanding on the other side to either fully understand what i'm trying to say mm -hmm. or is there just not truly enough desire yeah to care yeah we say right? yeah i want to move that's the neighborhood I want. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. Right. And uh, really, you don't want to waste your time either going through yeah. the process if it's not going to work out anyway. And yeah. I think it's up to, you know, whoever. You would probably say that if you're working with somebody that's not that motivated, instead of being nice and, like, dragging me along, just tell me. Like, Yeah. You know, you I have a client right now that uh, – and we've looked at quite a few houses, mm -hmm. right? And um, young buyer, uh, I'm trying to trying to figure out how to say this without uh, giving any hints on <laughs> who it is. Um, young buyer, lots of money. Okay. Young buyer, lots of money. Yeah. Credit is not where it needs to be. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think that when you're young, I I don't think it's a situation where there's a lot of debt necessarily. Mm -hmm. uh, the debt to income ratio isn't an issue. Um, but there just hasn't been this, there hasn't been enough time to build up credit. Okay. Right. Like yeah. credit can take a long time to build yeah, up. Yeah. Right. And so if something happens during that short amount of time where you've been building up credit, it can really affect your credit. Okay. Right. Like yeah. in a big time way, mm -hmm. for example, <clears throat> When I started working with this client, they had a credit score in the seven hundreds. Dude, you can get a loan all day long mm. with a yeah with a credit score in the seven hundreds, right? There was a credit card, and it had not been being used. It was paid off. So because it wasn't being used, it was paid off. They didn't pay attention to it, right? It has an annual enrollment fee. Mm. So on the anniversary of this card, it was like a. $30, $25, whatever, mm -hmm. annual fee. Well, they didn't pay it because they haven't been paying attention to it. They weren't yeah. using the card. Well, late payment. Yep. $24 maximum charge. Mm -hmm. Right? Didn't know about it. $24 maximum late payment charge. Mm -hmm. So the, I think the total was like, I, my, my math's off there, but um, I think the total was like 65 bucks. Yeah. But it was two late fees on there. $65. Yeah. He's making like hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. 
And when it hits, it hits hundreds you of for, thousand dollars a year. Yeah. 60 bucks. When it's on your credit report, if you have those late payments for tanked his credit, he was in the 700s. Yeah. Dropped him 200 points into the fives. When it stays there for like 10 years, doesn't it? Well, the late payments can stay on for up to seven years. Okay. But honestly, it's, it's too late payments. Not a huge, like just pay it. I mean, they paid it off and they're trying to, the credit should go back up. Mm-hmm. It never goes back up as fast as it drops, it seems no, like, you right? Know, I you clawed can... my way back from a credit disaster, which, the word of the wise, just don't put any monthly payments on a credit card. Yeah. Because that's what got me. Yeah. It's, it's a credit card I had forgotten about. Yeah. That I wasn't making payments on. Same yep. same thing. Yeah. And it took a hit, and this was like 10 years ago, and I'm finally back up in the yeah. 700s where I want to be. It can take a long yeah. time. Yep. Yeah. It's it's insane. Um. You almost need the credit cards to establish credit. Yeah. But yet. Well, that's a catch-22. If you don't understand, like, Mm -hmm. I'll come back and tell that story in a second. But (laughs) um, this guy, now he's he's in the sixes, but he's still not, he's still not where he needs to be. So it's going to be, long story short is we end up saying, hey, like, I know we've been looking at these houses, but really, if you're you're not in a position to buy, Mm -hmm. Let's just hold off and reevaluate every single month. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. Every month, let's touch base. If you're in a position, then let's get going. Mm-hmm. Right. But until then, we're really just wasting each other's times and yeah. we're just going and looking at houses that more than likely aren't going to be available in 30 to 45 days. Yeah. If you're even able to buy them in 30 to 45 days, right? If your yeah. credit has improved enough. Um, so that kind of goes back to hey, if you're not ready, let's just let's just hold off right yeah. now, right? Or yeah. if you're really not interested. Let's just hold off. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take any effort really on my part to email a house or two out to you if I think you'll like it. Yeah. And you never know. Maybe maybe I send the one that you're like, oh, my gosh, that's the one we've been waiting yeah. for. Right there. We're good to go. Let's do it, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why I still send the properties even if people aren't quite ready just because you never know yeah. when they will be ready, right? Um, but I had a client previous this year uh, – I'd helped him buy a townhome like three years ago, mm-hmm. two and a half, three years ago. And he was like, hey, I'm ready to sell the townhome. Want to buy a house now, right? Want a single family house. And I think he bought at like 160 something, 160, 165, this townhouse, like two and a half, three years ago. And we sold it for 195 three years later. So, okay pretty good increase yeah, for three yeah. years on a, on a townhouse mm-hmm. right you know what i mean and um he had to take a chunk of that money like twelve thousand of it and pay off a credit card that he had a twelve thousand dollar balance on mm-hmm. in order to get his debt to income ratio low enough to buy the house after he paid off the twelve thousand right oh, wow. now yeah. not all of that is my business and i don't always know that part of it yeah. like your finances are your finances. That's none of my yeah, business. Yeah. Like that's between you and the lender, yep. you and your family, and whatever com- you're comfortable spending. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you want to spend. Tell me what you're comfortable spending. Yeah, I'll find you the house. You work with the lender to make sure the payments what you can afford. Mm-hmm. And that's as far as like I get into people's finances, yeah. right? Like yeah, it yeah. doesn't matter. But he brought it up at closing. That's the only reason I know about it. He was like, "Okay, we got to pay this 12. And I was like, "Oh dang!" Yep. Like I never knew that, right? Mm-hmm. But he was probably 
late twenties is my guess, right? Mm-hmm. So making probably sixty grand a year, mm-hmm. just guessing, right? How long would it take off? To, how long would it have taken off making sixty grand to pay off twelve thousand on a credit card? If you're making minimum payments, a long time, years, mm-hmm. years. Yep. If you don't have like a bonus or you're not in sales where you get a, a commission, mm-hmm. like, or you're not, I say self-employed just because I feel like self, if you're self-employed, really your, your income potential is kind of unlimited. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but if you're just in a salary job that doesn't have bonuses mm-hmm. and you don't have a large chunk of money that just comes to you for whatever reason yeah how do you even get ahead on that and to be in your late 20s and have 12 grand like Mm -hmm. dang i think our son's 14 and i what we've talked about doing we just haven't got around to we need to just pull the trigger just adding him to our credit card yeah but don't tell him he's on our credit card right he'd have no clue yep but his social security number is now on a credit card he has a credit card issued to him. Yeah. Right. You just keep it. Every we just keep it. <laughs> yeah. Shred the thing. Uh, he doesn't even yeah, need to know yeah. about it, right? But every month that we make our payment on time, mm-hmm. he's establishing credit. That's true. I didn't think about that. Because the credit card company doesn't know who's did he buy something? Did we buy it? Did, yeah. They don't know. They don't care. Yeah. But we started establishing credit for him now at the age of fourteen. Yeah. Versus waiting till he's in college and has a credit card and yeah, maybe hopefully doesn't use it incorrectly or unwisely. Mindless, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like my first one was get it and use it for gas. Yeah, and then pay it off immediately. Yeah, like you put your gas on it, remember what that was, and then just pay it off that night or the next day or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no limit on yeah how often you make payments on your card. But it's smart to keep it and shred it because I had that direction. Let's get you a credit card. You just yeah. use it for gas. And then when you're that young, though, I'm like, hey, there's some, uh, some new toys I want to get. Yeah, well, to. you're doing the gassing, and then you're like, <laughs> man, I'm a little short on funds this month. Maybe, uh-huh. yeah, I really want, the, yeah, yeah, well, I'll just, just this one time. Just this one time I'll use it. That was it, my right? introduction to points, too, because it was yeah. a Royals credit card. Okay. And it was like, you spend enough points, we'll get you a hat. I was like, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> free, free gear right yeah yeah <laughs> that's awesome so don't fall for it yeah no definitely don't <laughs> fall for that so you know i think that i don't know kind of circling back around to the beginning i don't know will will they do any will this person do anything who knows yeah. I, it's gonna be interesting though and we probably won't remember this conversation in six months because there'll be a couple podcasts between now and then but it'll be interesting come middle of 2023 to see what interest rates are, mm-hmm. to see what the competition's at, yeah, see what that's doing to home prices, and to see what position that that particular person is currently in, yeah. And then if they're still not truly ready to do anything, what do those text messages look like? Yeah. Well, it's really competitive out there. Prices are just stupid high right yeah. now. Well, remember six months ago when I said that? Yeah. There wasn't any competition. We could maybe get a little bit of a deal, right? Yeah. I mean, we're getting closing costs from buyers right now, yeah. right? Whether it's for closing costs or points, we're negotiating repairs on buy sides 
none of that was happening six months mm-hmm. ago. None of that. We're getting that now. Like we're getting, we're offering below list price. So I run statistics every single Wednesday for uh, five counties that make up the major Kansas City metropolitan area, which is Johnson County, Kansas, Platte County, Missouri, Clay County, Missouri, Jackson County, Missouri, and Cass County, Missouri. Right? Those are the five major counties. No Wyandotte? No Wyandotte County. Those are the the five major. Maybe I should include it. Uh, Might throw my stats off, though. Uh, Those are the the five major (laughs) counties that I I just – I mean that because I haven't compared Mm -hmm. it before. So the first we go through my numbers off, right? I got you. Uh, Not comparing apples to apples. Yep. After that, then you're back to apples to apples, and it's fine. Yep. Right? That's what we're talking about, right? Right? Yep. Uh, wink, wink, uh, for those on the podcast. Um, for the last, not this past Wednesday, not two days ago, but last week when I ran it, both the median sales for the last 30 days, uh, both the, no, is it the, yeah, both the median sales price and average sales price closed to list price were both less than 100%. First time I'd seen that in years. Okay. And then it did it two weeks in a row. Hmm. So both median and average sold the list price is below what the houses are being listed at. Listed okay. at. Right. Now that's not every single home. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you're somebody's not still getting five thousand, ten thousand over what they listed for. Yeah. But the average and the median are both under. Okay. Right? Yeah. Two weeks in a row that's happened. Again, last shift. week when I did that, I was like, oh, crap, that's the first time like two, three years I've seen that. Like every once in a while, I'd see one of them below, but yeah. then the next week yeah, it'd yeah. be back up again. This was two weeks in a row. So yeah. I have uh, one of my team members, there was a listing in Raytown, 235. They offered 225 and asked for 5000 in closing cost. So like net 15000 less yeah. to the seller, right? Yeah, yeah. They came back and said, we were at 235, you offered 225, 230, right in the middle. Mm-hmm. But instead of 5,000 in closing costs, well, I actually gave you six. They actually came up on the closing costs. Mm-hmm. So it was a $15,000 swing, mm-hmm. and they countered with $11,000 swing. Okay. They were like, done. Technically, his clients were like, should we counter back and ask for like $2,000 more? He's like, they're already giving you more in closing costs. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They're already way over the halfway point. If we counter back with two, they counter back at one. Are you really willing to to lose the deal over a thousand dollars? Yeah. Like a thousand bucks. We need to do one on negotiating. Yeah. I'm curious if that happens very often. In my experience, it's always been like one offer, one counter, acceptance good. Do you work with a lot of people where it's Back and forth several it, times. It just depends. Or do people just get tired? In my mind, that third counter is so risky. It is that risky. Somebody would just be like, oh, this is especially offensive. for that small of amount. Yeah. A thousand to two thousand dollars mm-hmm. when they only brought you down four grand to yeah. begin with. Out of 15, yeah. they, they countered back with only 4,000 yeah. less than what you offered originally. Your middle ground is so thin that it's like, why? Just why? take the house, yeah. right? Yeah. And Thankfully, they listened to his professional opinion. Okay. Obviously, he would have done whatever they wanted to do, but mm-hmm. he explained it. 
hey, we come back two, they offer one, like, mm-hmm. or maybe we offer two. The best you're probably going to get is one, but they could just walk. Mm-hmm. So, are you willing to lose this over a thousand bucks? Right. You can counter like infinitely, though, right? I wonder what the most counter offers on a contract that, that actually went through. With. I don't know. I should ask my broker see if he knows. Yeah, yeah, that'd just, be funny. What's the most you've ever seen? Yeah, if it's like fifteen. Oh, yeah, gosh, you just never know. I right? know. You never that's know. Crazy. So, yeah. So that's story time for today. So, yeah, that's all I got. So follow, subscribe, follow, subscribe. Uh, to both podcast and the YouTube videos and make sure to leave your comments. And then of course, if uh, you have more questions, post them um, down in the comment section, or if you're looking, need help buying or selling in Missouri or Kansas, I'd love to help. So uh, all my information is either in the podcast uh, or uh, here on the YouTube channel. Just reach out, give me a call, shoot me a text, email, whatever it is. And love to help you. So yeah, cool. Till next time. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. The Reigns Report is brought to you weekly by Juke Media. Look for episodes every Friday wherever you download podcasts. And remember to rate and subscribe for more content.